you beautiful bastards? Hope you having a fantastic morning. Welcome to the Extra Morning News Show. My name is, of course, Philip DeFranco, and today we're gonna to be talking about Krispy Kreme's Nazi ties. And yes, you did hear me correctly, the donut maker's Nazi ties, but we're gonna back up a little bit because it's not that simple. And in fact, today's topic is more about how the company that owns Krispy Kreme recently uncovered its owner's ties to the Nazi party, which I will say is not completely unique. In fact, many of today's well-known companies have profited based off of their ties to the Nazi party. But of course, since then, German companies, and of course the German government, have continually tried to make amends for the past all the way up to today. But with all of that said, let's start with the people who own Krispy Kreme, the Ryman family. They are one of the wealthiest families in Germany and own JAB Holdings. And JAB actually has a wide range of investments under its corporate umbrella. This including Panera, Pete's Coffee, Einstein Brothers Bagels, Keurig, and Coty. And JAB was started before the Nazis were around, focusing on chemical manufacturing and continued doing business after Nazi Germany. By 1978, the Rymans had believed they found out all about their family and company connections to the Nazi party. Albert Ryman Sr. and Jr., the father and son duo who helped build up the company in the 30s and 40s were also pretty quiet about the family's past. But then, fast forward to the early 2000s and the Ryman family stumbled across company documents that suggested that Ryman Sr. and Jr. might have actually been larger supporters of Nazi Germany than previously known. And since both Sr. and Jr. had died decades ago, the Rymans decided to commission a historian to look into their family's past back in 2014. And in March of this year, an economic historian at the University of Munich named Paul Erker released an interim report to the family. And according to a spokesperson for JAB, the report showed that the Rymans actually had a much closer relationship with the Nazis and the family had previously realized. The family confirming their grandfather, Albert Ryman Sr., was a devoted follower of Hitler, who used and possibly abused slave labor in the family's chemical factories during World War II. Reportedly, the Ryman's JAB holdings used Russian civilian prisoners and French prisoners of war as forced or slave labor in their factories. And at the height of World War II, reportedly one-third of JAB's workforce were these workers. Also, a quick side note before we continue, there is a slight legal difference between slave and forced labor in Germany, but the Rymans also used both. The family also reportedly used these workers in their private villas, and if any workers disobeyed orders, they were beaten. Also reportedly, women who worked at their factories were forced to stand naked at attention in front of their barracks, and if they refused, they were sexually abused. Also, in addition to forced and slave labor, some Rymans were reportedly supporters of the Nazi party before the Nazi party gained control over Germany. Ryman Sr. apparently donated to Hitler's SS as early as 1931, and a note here, Hitler wasn't even chancellor until 1933. In a 1937 letter from Ryman Jr. to Heinrich Himmler, the head of the SS sort of sums this situation up. In that letter, he describes their business as a, quote, purely Aryan family business that is over 100 years old. The owners are unconditional followers of the race theory. And since this is just the interim report, the family intends to publish all of the historian's findings in a book when he's finished researching. And Peter Harf, the chair of JAB, telling NBC News. It's clear Albert Ryman Sr. and Albert Ryman Jr. were guilty and should have been held accountable and prosecuted. The family feels responsible for what happened. Also, one of the big things here is that after this, the family has quickly announced that they will be donating around $11 million towards charity. Although, as of recording this video, they have not announced the specific charity. But one of the big things with this story is that the, the Ryman family really isn't an exception. Right, in Germany, they're the rule. Conditions at Volkswagen were no worse than at other German companies. Siemens used tens of thousands of concentration camp inmates at its electric and communications plants. Daimler-Benz and BMW built military trucks, tanks, and airplane engines using slave laborers. Right, Volkswagen was set up by the Nazi trades union organization and made civilian and military vehicles. Volkswagen also reportedly used more than 15,000 slave laborers from concentration camps near its factories. Also, the auto company Daimler used thousands of slave laborers up until the end of World War II. And today, Siemens admits on its website that it used more than 80,000 forced laborers. But those companies never really rushed to expose their use of labor or admit any sort of responsibility. But in the late 1990s, what we saw is that the German government and German companies were facing class action lawsuits in the United States over their past. And under pressure from the U.S. government and 
consumers, the German government and companies worked on a deal to compensate those victims. Other German laws after the war provided compensation to victims of the Holocaust, but until then, there really wasn't anything that addressed forced labor victims. And so in the late 1990s, the German government created the Remembrance, Responsibility, and Future Foundation to acknowledge and compensate those victims. In total, the fund came to $5.8 billion, and the German government and German companies split those donations. But interestingly enough, the German companies that contributed to this fund didn't just include those that had profited from slave labor, like Daimler and VW. Thousands of companies that had nothing to do with the war also joined in. Now, it's not exactly clear how the funding was divided among all of these companies, since those numbers haven't been released to the public yet, but 4,700 companies ended up contributing to the fund. In Germany today, negotiators agreed on how to compensate Nazi laborers. Former slaves in concentration camps will, will receive up to $7,500 each. Forced laborers in factories will be paid up to $2,500. And ultimately, that fund paid out to around 1.7 million people in Europe, the United States, and Israel. And following that, the German and U.S. government agreed that those companies couldn't be sued for those crimes anymore. But with all of this, there are also a couple of questions wrapped up in the Ryman's family history, other German businesses, and how they tried to take responsibility for their actions. Should they, and how do you punish companies for actions that were taken so long ago? Obviously, if those companies are still around, you have people that are benefiting from the horrors of the past, but those people who are benefiting from the crime, who were a part of the crime, they're gone, right? Is it someone's responsibility to hold on to that guilt? I mean, when you look to the Ryman family, you can kind of see one of two situations. You can see that they're interested, maybe they feel responsible, they wanna try and be a part of the good, right? They're being proactive about it. Or you could look at it in another light. Do you maybe see them as just trying to stay ahead of the story, to use this as good PR? Even with difficult questions and debate out there, many experts have said that Germany has actually done a very good job at atoning for its past. This is part of a much broader national effort underway in Germany to wrestle with the legacy of the Holocaust. It includes the construction of memorials and museums at a record pace, the revamping of the nation's curriculum so that all German school kids get a fuller understanding of the Nazi era. But yeah, that's where we're going to end it today. Of course, I'd love to know your thoughts. Of course, thanks so much for watching today's Extra Morning News video. If you liked it, be sure to support the video by hitting that like button. Also, if you want to support what we've been doing, the new we've been giving you, the new that we're going to get you, be sure to go to roguerocket.com support and subscribe there or support us in a number of different ways. Also, if you're new here and you want more of these videos delivered right to your eyeballs, just hit that subscribe button. But yeah, that's where we're going to end today. Of course, thanks for watching. I love your face and I'll see you right back here on this channel later today with a brand new Philip DeFranco show.